Hello everyone, this is Trevor with Tea Time Reports here. Um, kind of got a nice little chill episode, another movie review uh, for you guys today. And this is a movie that I really enjoy. Um, I think it's slept on, and I think that genuinely, if you're into thrillers and mystery type of movies, or even comic book movies, like if you like Kick-Ass, uh, you'll like this movie. It's called Polar. came out in 2019. It's about two hours long. Um, it is a mystery and a thriller slash action movie. It's really cool, in my opinion. Um, we get really cool action scenes, really creative like kills, and it's really gritty. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed that about this movie. I love Mads Mikkelsen in this film. Uh, he's really just a badass. He plays a character named the Black Kaiser. It's pretty much just a... I'll give you a summary on the movie here in a minute, but I do want to go over uh, the the ratings real quick on Rotten Tomatoes, and again, I don't go off of their ratings religiously, but um, it is one of the more reliable uh, sources of information to go to for critical uh, movie you know, like reviews and stuff like that, um, but the audience score gave this a 70% um, with over 2,500 ratings on here, but the tomato meter only gives an 18% with 50 reviews. I disagree with that entirely uh it's like they didn't even watch it um movie information i'll summarize the film here the world's top assassin duncan vizsla aka the black kaiser is settling into retirement when his when his former employer makes him a liability to the firm against his will he finds himself back in the game going head-to-head with an army of younger faster ruthless killers who will stop at nothing to have him silenced um, director is uh, Jonas Ackerland, I believe. Uh, Danish chap, I believe. Uh, the writer is Jason Rothwell. And um, release date for streaming, because this is a Netflix film, uh, was January 25th, 2019. The runtime is an hour and 58 minutes. And this is a Dark Horse Entertainment movie. That's pretty cool, actually. I don't know if you guys know this, but Dark Horse did uh, Constantine. They did um, Hellboy 1 and 2. And that new Hellboy. And then I think they had some, you know, some, some something to do with Watchmen. But I know Watchmen is DC. So is Constantine. But they were like DC Vertigo films. So something something going on there with that um, production company. They, they've had their hands on a lot of really good stuff. And kind of, you know, twisty, kind of weird films. Um, and I appreciate stuff like that. But the cast of this movie is pretty awesome, actually. Mads Mikkelsen, again, plays Duncan Vizsla, a.k.a. the Black Kaiser. Vanessa Hudgens plays Camille. She's a she's a badass. Uh, Rubio Fee uh, plays Cindy. Robert Mallet plays Carl. Um, any other big names? Obviously, there's a massive cameo. Jack Black. I'm totally kidding. That's not Jack Black. God, what is what is his name? I mix him and Jack Black up all the time. God, that's gonna bug me. One sec. Johnny Knoxville has a cameo in this in the opener, and it's really, really awesome. It kind of sets the tone for the film. Um, and it, one thing about this movie that it does very well um, is not only the dialogue, it's short, sweet, right right to the 
you know, cuts right to the chase. Um, but there's a lot of twists in the storyline as well. So, like, the past of Duncan Vizsla is brought up consistently through the film, um, and you get that sense of this guy has not only a ton of PTSD, but probably way worse, um, you know, regret that he lives with. He's done some awful things, and he has to live with that all the time. And it kind of gives you that perspective very well, in my opinion. I think that um, it is definitely one of those movies where it is slept on. It's definitely not been talked about enough. And I think, you know, hopefully if you're out there listening to this now, you'll check out Polar for yourself. Again, great action, great practical effects, um, some creativity more than anything with not only just the plot line, but with some of the set pieces and some of the symbolism as well. It, it, it may not seem like it is a deep film. It's like surface level shit. But it is really fun to watch. A lot of rewatch value. And in my personal opinion, one of my favorite Netflix movies they've ever released. Um, again, main, mainly because I do enjoy Mads Mikkelsen's work. He was in uh, Doctor Strange. He was in The Hunt. He was in Hannibal, the TV show. He's been in a lot of good things. And he brings that charismatic... Um, acting to, to this film and he brings that ability to captivate the audience because when he takes takes hold of a character it's very 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 well done everything from his mannerisms to you know maybe if he has like a go-to you know thing in this movie he's like a cigarette smoker so he's like everything is charismatic about the guy even though the guy the character is very bland. Not bland as in boring, but bland as in he has used up his, like, energy in life. He's just kind of a zombie walking around. Um, you'll love Johnny Knoxville's part in this film. It's very enjoyable, kind of funny. A good way to open up a movie. Um, but this legit is like a comic book movie. Like, it gives you nice introductions for all the characters in, like, a really cool animated type fashion um and the build-up for you know the what you know is going to inevitably happen doesn't disappoint and pretty much the black kaiser just goes insano mode um on his former company and employers and you know gets caught up in retirement gets caught lacking but not really because he's just an og in the game and he kind of gets attached to this new neighbor he's living next to. Turns out she knew who he was the entire time, and this was a little girl from the past who parents he killed, and she's been, like, tracking him this entire time. I mean, I'm telling you, man, this movie goes, like, really in-depth, like, into the psychological aspect of what this guy has been going through. He's a hitman who is retired. He's probably killed hundreds of people over his time, and he, you know thought that he would have a peaceful way out, if you will, and my god, no, <laughs> not at all, he's in for something interesting, and if you guys haven't seen this film, you, you should, like I said, incredibly creative with some of the stunts, the action, the kills, I mean, it's a really entertaining movie, it's got that kind of ingenuity and that creativity that um, Hardcore Henry has, besides the first person aspect the entire film. It just gets you that enthralled into the characters because they're captivating with not only their storylines and their objectives, but how they all mesh together kind of makes it more psychotic and more chaotic. And 
it, it it's enjoyable. It's an enjoyable sequence of events. And again, if you like comic book movies, like the most comparable movie I can I can you know throw up there to this movie is Kick Ass One and Two. I mean, it's a very gory like comic book movie where there's an anti-hero trying to do one last good thing maybe if it's the only good thing he's done in his life and then there's a shit ton of blood a shit ton of violence and a shit ton of fucking you know kind of that r-rated you know vent what venom should have been type shit but no I, i thought this was a very interesting take on like hitman and like how the aspect of that kind of world might work in some distant universe, but no, I thought this was a genuinely entertaining movie. Um, Again, it came out in, you know, before 2020, so that pre-COVID year, Um, and and it was was fun. It was a fun watch. I watched it when it came out um, off-rip, and, you know, I I thought it was incredibly enjoyable. I, I hope, you know, if you are into these kind of movies, you'll give this one, a, you know, a nice watch. Because, again, it's a little long with that two hours. Um, but it doesn't feel like that. The pacing and the tempo of the movie is very good to where, like, in the beginning, there's a lot of really good action. The build-up after it. Action points here and there in the center of the film to kind of speed it up. And then towards the end, the last 30 to 35 minutes are just all action. So... It doesn't feel like a two-hour film. It, it's a fun joyride. Um, it's a genuine roller coaster of a movie. You're following this guy who's genuinely on his deathbed, but he doesn't want to accept it quite yet. And it, it, it's a it's an entertaining, exciting, and definitely a thriller uh, type of movie. And I I find a lot of enjoyment in watching it. I've seen it maybe four times now. And like I said, it has that rewatch value that you're able to. You know, if you're with your homies, your girl, and, you know, you guys like superhero shit or comic book movies or just a good thriller, you know, fuck that, just a good time, uh, turn this movie on and be completely thrown away, blown away, excuse me, but at the same time, don't, you know, be on your phone, don't be, you know, fucking around while this movie's going on. There is important parts where it is one of those movies you do have to watch to, you know, stay in tuned with it, but, um... It is a very fun movie. Like, you won't regret watching this. And you know what? Give it a year and a half, you can watch it again. And it might even be better. Um, But, yeah, no, just genuinely the action, the story, the acting. You know, sometimes it's corny here and there, but I think it's written like that. Um, is is just very entertaining and good. Um, Out of a 10... Oh, gosh. I probably have to give this... Out of 10, critically, I'll give it like a 7... Six. Critically, I'll give it a six out of ten. But personally, obviously opinionated, this entire episode was and is. Um, personally, I'll give it like an eight. I, I just think I really like the action. The rewatch value is probably what's the most important to me. Like I can watch it again and still be enjoyed. Like that's important to me when I'm watching a film, and I think that's why I'll give that a you know, yeah seven and a half. Yeah. But I mean, the budget, let me look up the budget. I don't know if Netflix releases those numbers. Let me look. Let me, uh, 
the financial information here box office is obviously not available hmm. not releasing there well okay so production companies this is actually more German than anything this is a German film Okay. I just wish it would give me like the number of how much this costs to make. I know they're not making much return on investment for a completely Netflix made film, but I would like some of that information to be disclosed. Um just to see how much the movie costs to make, just to see if it actually, you know, could have put up a fight in uh theaters. Which I wish that some of these companies would release their exclusives to theaters. Not only just to test the waters with the box office results, but just to get people back in theaters again. It, it's it's a shame what's happened to, to the cinema um, over COVID times. But it's just, I, I hope that genuinely in the future, maybe we get to see some more collaboration between some of the theaters and, you know, some of these production companies to, you know, maybe get Amazon produced movies and uh, Netflix produced films into the theater, you know, have a, like a, a special, you know, a select week where these movies can be released in there. Just so not only the the director and some of the writers and the actors and actresses can get some of the, the benefits of it, but, you know, you might actually reach more people um, and, and let these movies not go slept on. But I understand the exclusivity aspect of having a Netflix film. You want to get Netflix to watch these Netflix films. I get that. It's just, I, I think, as far as art's concern goes, you want to have your art everywhere, right? You want to be able to broadcast it and let everyone enjoy it and everyone get to experience it. And I don't see why that's not a capability. But it's also just something I would love to see, you know, more of these movies get more exposure and uh, not go like under the radar like this one did, in my personal opinion, because I didn't really see anything, no reviews on YouTube or any tweets on Twitter or Instagram posts when this movie came out. You know, a couple of my buddies here and there, I, you know, I talked to them, like, go oh, watch this. And they're like, oh, that's really good. But no one really went out of their way to watch it, you know, because, it's, again, it's a Netflix movie. And there's been really good Netflix movies and, like, Amazon-released films like that and stuff of that nature. But in my opinion, it's just, it's a little weird. You can tell the difference between a Netflix-produced film and, like, an indie film. You know what I'm saying? And I get films are supposed to be different, but sometimes I feel like the production value and the quality differs. And that may be good or bad for either party involved, but I just wish, again, these Netflix exclusives got more exposure. And I would love uh, Netflix and Amazon. Well, I know Amazon does this already, but Netflix, if you guys, if anyone on Netflix is listening to this somehow, some way, some shape, or some form... Um, Start doing Netflix exclusive like hard copy releases like steelbook editions for some of your movies. I love collecting the hard copies of films because it's a nice library to to maintain and to to keep up with. Um, I, I think that it would be really cool if Netflix did like Netflix steelbooks. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know what a steelbook is, it's pretty much it's a case, a special like art covered case. It's made of you know it's a steelbook. Um, and it's like a Blu-ray case, and movies get sold as steelbooks, and they cost a little more, but that's because not only do they come with, you know, that really cool case that has all that really nice artwork connected to the film or the show, um, 
but it does some kind of, sometimes come with like extra pieces of art or like um, you know you could get the director's cut DVD and Blu-ray and a steel book sometimes it's just one of those things where if you're a collector of anything you, you would see the value in the steel books in my opinion I, I think there's value there mainly because you know maybe down the line if you keep them sealed there's money there but just for the main sake of I like to enjoy every aspect of the film and on these steel books that I have I only have a couple but um, they're able to you know kind of make the artwork on the on the packaging look really cool and you know it's just artwork but the artwork will tie into the movie showcase the film and be really cool to not only just display but if you really like that movie I mean why not have that steel book you know it's really cool it's really nice and it's got a lot of value to, to me at least and if you love film I think if you don't know what steel books are I think you should order one and get, get the Best Buy app for sure and get a Best Buy account and you'll save a lot of money but um yeah, no, going back to Polar, um, just as a quick wrap-up here before we uh, wrap up this episode. Overall, Polar, like I said, critically, I'll give it a 6.5, 6 out of 10. Personally, I'd give it a 7, 7.5 out of 10. A lot of great action, great practical effects, really good dialogue and acting, good delivery. Mads Mikkelsen is the whole movie. He carries this movie. Um, interesting plot line, fun side characters, really good characterization, comparable mostly to Kick-Ass, but with, again, with, like, hitmen and older, you know, characters, obviously, because Kick-Ass was based on, like, a, a high school guy, and, but I'm just saying, like, the whole vibe and the energy around the film, it just reminds me of Kick-Ass, especially Kick-Ass 2, the more darker one, um, but again, Polar on Netflix, came out in 2019, two hours runtime, starring Mads Mikkelsen and Vanessa Hudgens, thoroughly enjoyed this film. If you have not checked it out, I recommend that you do so. Um, it is one of those movies that you do not want to let slip past time. I don't know if that really makes sense, but I'm going to try and make it make sense, if you know what I mean. But uh, we have a bunch of episodes up. If you guys haven't listened to our USFL content, get caught up there. If you guys haven't listened to any of our other movie reviews, give those a check. Um, our movie sessions series is with a group, and then if you ever see, you know, just like a review mo- like episode, it's just like a single person talking on uh, this episode. So our movie sessions episodes have the group with us, and we're talking about movies, and I do these solo reviews just to get more content out there for everyone, maybe get some more suggestions out there, um, so you guys know what we're watching, what we're listening to, and stuff like that. And make sure you guys are following us on Instagram and Twitter, um, at Tea Time Reports. Our song of the day is up on Instagram, as usual, um, as well as our USFL, XFL, NFL, and Tampa Bay Rowdies notations. Uh, make sure you guys are following us on there to keep up with uh, all those kind of sports and stuff. And uh, we really appreciate all the support, everyone from West Africa to Belgium to Australia. We know you're out there. We love you. We appreciate you. And we hope to meet uh, to reach many more people out there and maybe one day meet some of you. Uh, that, that's the goal. That's the dream. And uh, thank you guys for tuning into this episode of my Polar Review. Um, it, the movie is, again, called Polar. Check it out if you have not. Really fun film. Um, definitely worth a watch. And actually, I would like to shout out Mads Mikkelsen one more time. If you are listening out there, especially in Belgium, you might know Mads Mikkelsen. Danish actor. He's done a lot of great work over in Europe. I, I, I think if you do... Um, Nomads Michelson, and even if you don't, you're over there in Europe, 
I think you could connect to him because he's in a lot of really good American-made movies. Maybe not American-made with Marvel and stuff. They do a lot of work with China and stuff like that. But I just think, you know, if you're in that region, that that Danish, Norwegian, Swedish, Dutch area, um, northern Germany area, you guys would love this movie because of Mads Mikkelsen. He is one of my favorite uh, foreign actors of all time. But, uh, yeah, check out Polar. Thank you, everyone, for listening. This is Trevor, signing out.